Quick question. How important is your brain in everything that you do in your life, business, etc.? Answer, more than you may think. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Eric Reese, and you're going to find out a bunch of cool stuff that you never thought you knew, but now you do. Here we go. Welcome to the Motivational Firewood Radio Show, hosted by keynote speaker, author, and vision board mastery creator, Steve Gamlin. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey there, my friend, Steve Gamlin here. Welcome to the latest episode of the Motivational Firewood Radio Show. What is my favorite thing in the world to do? If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know the answer. Find cool people to talk to and invite them to be part of the show. Today's guest is Dr. Eric Reese. He is the co-founder of Health and Wellness at Nobody Studios. Very cool venture studio based out of Orange County, California. They focus on the radical ideation, innovation, and creation of people's first startup companies. He spent the last decade of his career studying, treating, and consulting individuals on how to maximize their bodies, their brains, and in turn, the extension of that, their businesses. From the clinic to the boardroom, Dr. Eric has leveraged his deep understanding of neuroscience and behavioral psychology to help entrepreneurs maximize their business's impact in their growth to success. He believes the brain is limitless. Love that word, limitless which is why his efforts at Nobody Studios are focused on maximizing human potential and improving access to global healthcare. That's a lot. We're going to take it all apart here in our time together today. So Dr. Eric Reese, thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait. And from the few interactions that you and I have had, I feel like this is going to be one of many conversations we get to have. So I'm grateful we get to share it with everybody. Yeah. And this happens a lot. And and I tell people all the time, I said, you know, we've had We've already done this show a couple of times <laughs> just in our conversation. If only we had thought to record. Uh, and yeah, we are definitely going to enjoy the conversation. So my first question is, what led you to be so interested in the, the impact, the structure, the, the focus, and the functions of the human brain? I mean, we don't all sit around as kids saying, I want to understand how people's brains work. I will never started out with brains. I think uh, as a kid, I was always just curious. So, you know, finding bugs, digging in the dirt, you know, figuring out like, what are these things that I'm surrounded by? And, um, you know, why, why did all my grasshoppers die when I kept them in a jar and put them in the sunlight for a couple of days? I couldn't figure that out. Right. And after a while, you kind of started asking some hard questions about that. Um, you know, I would say that my whole journey has really been about just answering this question of why, like, why are we here? Why am I here? What is what is my purpose? And more importantly, what can I do with my life? Um, there are so many avenues and routes that we can travel down with those thoughts. And I've just been on a relentless pursuit of trying to answer those questions daily, weekly, monthly, and even yearly. And the older I get, the more I realize that that's very subject to change. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I get older. And, and I hope I keep that mentality for the rest of my life because I've realized that there are so many things that I want to accomplish. And more importantly, at the end of the day, there are a lot of people that I want to help. Um, I've been very fortunate to have opportunities where clinically I've been able to help a lot of people and patients in my office. And more importantly, too, I've really been trying to find other ways to exponentially expand that process of combining my knowledge with creating companies and understanding how to affect more people and and give them hope, right? I think that's something that we really need, especially now, is to give people hope that there are good things on their way and there's a better future coming towards them. 
uh, it won't just get handed to you, but sometimes we have to understand the rules of the game before we can really start playing the game. So um, I love the brain. I'm just a big nerd for neuroscience and uh, the brain truly is the final frontier. And it's what allows you and I to have this conversation today. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and knowing your why, that's a big part of what I do in, in the coaching I do in the visualization work that I do in the, in the speaking that I do as well. And, but knowing the, the nuts and bolts behind that, I mean, we can have a why, but not have the brain to understand the systems and how to monetize what it is we want to do. And so many people, and we see this on shows like Bar Rescue, Restaurant Impossible, and all these shows, Shark Tank, where people say, oh, I have this great idea. I want to make a business out of it. And then all of a sudden, they don't have that grasp, the, the knowledge to understand the systems, everything that's involved in that. And then we get experts that say, we're only using 10% of our brain and in my deepest, darkest days of first beginning my businesses, thinking if the average person only uses 10% and this isn't working, oh my gosh, what number am I using right now? <laughs> and, and seriously, over the years, the number has, has gradually increased. Very happy to say that. But for people that might be out there right now saying, well, I would love to do this. I kind of know my why, but where do you suggest people get started as far as engaging their brain and understanding who they are, where they are, and where they want to go? I think the first thing that you have to realize is that you just have to start with where you're at. There's no other option, right? So no matter where you're at financially, psychologically, physically, personally, professionally, I mean, you can go down the rabbit hole. You just have to start with where you're at. You have to get your feet underneath you and you have to build a stable foundation. It's just like if you and I would decide to build a house together. It's the same way the brain functions. We have vital life functions that operate that we don't have to think about. I don't, I don't think many of you have thought about digesting your food this morning. I don't think many of you have thought about which muscles to fire to stand up and walk around. You just, you do it. And so it's so important for you to realize that the best place for you to start is where you're at right now today. And going forward, you have to understand that you may have big goals, but it starts with taking small, impactful steps towards that. Because if you look at trying to take over this big audacious goal or build a business or make a ton of money, it becomes very overwhelming very quickly. And here's what happens neurologically. You go through a pretty significant stress response. And when people are stressed, they don't think as well. They don't take as much action. You're forgetting that you're dealing with a million-year-old brain stuck in the 21st century. And, and we really haven't changed our neural circuitry that much. Thoughts and beliefs and values may have changed, but the internal wiring really hasn't. So when you're under stress and when you are constantly under stress, your brain kind of defaults to not allowing you to think as well. Your immune system shuts down. You don't have as much bodily function. You're just there to try and literally survive. And so you have to understand that there are you know, true neurophysiological mechanisms at play with this. So the first thing, you have to start with where you're at. The second thing is you have to look at the story that you're telling yourself. Are you somebody who can be successful or are you somebody who constantly goes back to the times that you failed in your life? If you want to accomplish success, you have to change the narrative that you're telling yourself. So we've all had success in our lives. And to be frank with you, every mistake and every failure you've had, you've survived up to this point in your life. And that's tough to argue, right? So you have had success and you need to understand that the story you tell yourself is so critical for taking you from where you're at today to where you want to go tomorrow. You have to work on yourself. Um, and coming back to that comment that you had mentioned, Steve, about using 10% of your brain, it's actually a fallacy. So we actually use all of our brain uh, because our brains are too efficient not to use. When they did early studies 
on cutting open brains, they found that 10% of the brain was colored differently. And specifically, it was uh, stained to look where uh, neurons were. So we call this the gray matter of your spinal cord and of your cortex. But the other 90% is all there for a good reason. It supports you structurally, neurologically, metabolically, and all the above. And so you are using all of your nervous system. But the beautiful part of that as well, too, is that your brain changes and it grows and adapts. And the more efficient that you become, the easier things become for you, the harder you work, you know, you just wire your brain to become more impactful with being able to execute on tasks that you're trying to, trying to um, create. And so the beautiful part of that is that you don't have to be the same person you were yesterday or last week, last month, last year, you can change and grow and adapt. And that's really cool. And that is something that I think a lot of people really take for granted is that they have an innate limitless capacity. Now, I can't tell you that you're going to run as fast as Usain Bolt. I can't tell you you're going to be a better basketball player than uh, you know uh, Kobe Bryant. But what I can tell you is that with what you have today, you can become the next person that you want to become. You just have to believe it and then you have to take massive action. And there's nothing that will replace either of those two things. Literally two hours ago, I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine. We've been friends for now for about 20 plus years, uh, Dr. Carlos Perez, classically trained as a chiropractor, but also crystal bowl healing meditation, guided imagery. And we said, man, we've known each other so long. Could we have possibly seen who we've become over the years? I and mean, he was just working in a chiropractic office 15 years ago, just treating patients all day with adjustments in, in the standard practice. But now he's worldwide and he's leading this movement of people getting back to who they are and who they want to be, who they really are, and in guiding them to better places and helping them to believe in themselves and training, getting them to train their brains and understand the neurological pathway to becoming that next best version of yourself. And it's it's amazing to watch because he's then threw it on to me and said, Okay, 15 years ago, would you have seen yourself doing this? I said, well, I saw it, didn't necessarily know how to get there. But now everything I do is just, it's almost effortless. Well, and that's the best part about that. You put in the time, the energy, the resources, and the work, and it didn't come to you right away. And I think that's, you know, speaking out of my personal experience, that's what I got frustrated with is I was used to being able to accomplish things pretty quick, whether it was a physical activity with sports or getting things done with school, that stuff came easy to me. And then I got to the real world and I got kicked straight in the teeth. And I was like, okay, is this how we have to play? Is this, is this what I'm up against? And I'll never forget a conversation I had with my dear mother, um, probably about eight or nine years ago, where I told her, I was like, mom, this is honestly probably one of the first times that I've really, really, really struggled in life. And she goes, good. I was like, what? Like, that's not what I want you to hear. You're supposed to be sticking up for me. Like, I need some of your amazing advice. And she goes, Eric, you have to take a look at this. What, what kind of lesson are you being taught right now? This is, a, this is the moment in your life where you will be able to take this adversity and turn it into motivation and have an exact moment in your life where you can look back and say, I made this decision and look at the cascade and the ripple effect that it's had. And I've never looked back. And so we all have this mode of, of fear and, and anxiety about, you know, the unknown of the future. But the best part about that is you literally get to create your narrative and you get to dictate what your future looks like based off of the actions that you're taking today. And I'll tell you this movement is the language of the brain, whether that's physical movements, whether that's mental movement with changing your thoughts or your beliefs, whether that's movement of your mouth and speaking and having conversations and learning, 
there are so many important components that we inherently have as humans to be able to change our situations. You just have to believe and you have to take action. And that means on the good days, that means on the bad days, that means when you're having successes, and even more importantly, when you're having failures, because there's so many life lessons to be taught there. And failure is an event, not a person. So many people who've been successful will go over and over again and tell you that they've just failed more times than everybody else has. And this is especially true with building businesses. We have to take this more importantly into taking it into consideration with business because at, in businesses, we have to understand how to fail at an even faster rate to create successes. And this is one of the things that I'm really excited about with what we get to do with Nobody Studios is that we are trying to build a hundred companies within five years and not just a hundred companies. We are trying to build a hundred companies that are going to be people first and impactful. And yes, they're going to make money, but they're going to make a change in the way that we live in our society. And I'm so excited to be a part of that team because we have some amazing people on this team who are brilliant thinkers, who have been consultants in Silicon Valley, who have worked high level uh, Fortune 100 companies like at Microsoft and Cisco. And so our whole initiative with this is just to fail fast, fail quickly, fail often, and find success at a faster rate. More importantly, what we want to do is we want to change the way that we interact with our world. And I think business is a great way to do that. Uh, specifically within my realm, I'm all about health and wellness. How can we help people live healthier lives? And yes, we're living longer, but we're also living longer with disease and pain and, and, and problems that really aren't maximizing our quality of life. And so I'm really passionate about learning more, not only about myself, but about other people, getting feedback and trying to find errors in my judgment and changing my own narrative as well too. This whole thing is a self-fulfilling prophecy of how can I be Eric 2.0? And maybe one day we meet Eric 3.0 and maybe 4.0 is just a total rock star. Who knows, right? Uh, I love that. I love that there's a potential for all that to happen. And it's so easy for our egos to get in the way of saying, I know everything. I already know what's going to happen. This isn't for me, or this is not going to be my story. You're limiting your ability to truly change your brain and change your future with that. And I hope that more people, not only listening to this podcast, but reading books, challenging their own thoughts and beliefs, truly realize that our, our limitations are truly what we tell ourselves. And here's the great double-edged sword of that, because right now, you know, you're talking about creating, impacting X amount of new businesses over the course of a certain amount of time in today's world with social media and everything going faster than it's ever gone before. Here's the double-edged sword. The other side of that is people saying, oh my God, the world's going too fast right now. I have to be very careful of what I'm doing out there. Oh, there's so much negativity out there that's going around the world, just swirling around us all the time. So you need to navigate people through that, past that, to not take in everything that's going on. And, and for as many millions of years as old as the brain is, all this stuff's really been around for about 25 years. And Steve, you're so right with that because we need to develop better filters for our lives and better filters for our thoughts and our beliefs as well. I don't want to follow every single person on social media. I have gotten rid of so many accounts because now I'm following philosophies or positive thoughts or close friends who are doing amazing things or people who I want to become have mentors in my life and I want to become friends with. You can use social media in a very effective way. There are a lot of people who build businesses on social media. They don't use it just for posting and laughing and at funny memes. They, they use it to make money and to maximize their life and spend more time with their children and travel the world. The world is really your oyster. And I'm a big believer in that. Your reality is what you make of it. And there's some interesting research coming out of uh, different institutions, specifically with Donald D. Hoffman, who is a cognitive neuroscience 
scientist. And what he's uncovering is that our reality and the reality that we perceive is actually not the reality that's truly out there. Um, and without going into too much detail about implementing, you know, behavioral neuroscience and string theory with, with metaphysics and all that stuff, there's just so much out there that we still don't know about how we think about our reality and truly what we're experiencing in this world. And I'm really excited to have a seat at the table to be able to challenge that. And the beautiful part of where we're at with Nobody Studios is we get to have an opportunity to change that narrative. We get to build companies. We get to ask people for feedback. We're all about bringing a collective effort of individuals together to give us ideas and their perspectives. And more importantly, to learn about their problems because where there are problems, there are hopeful potential solutions out there to be created. And I love living life like that because it's not just the, the finite game of, you know, when I get to this point, I'll be happier. When I have this much money, this is where I'll sit. It's not about any of that. It's about constantly evolving and figuring out what's the next step. What else can I do? Where else can I go? Who else can I be? And more importantly, what else can I find that's fulfilling to help more people as well? And I think that that truly is a life worth living. Yeah. And, and when you talked earlier about people knowing where they are now, and, and being really brutally honest with themselves and understanding, here's where I am right now. It's not perfect. It's where I am. It's like they're standing on that little ledge somewhere on the mountain. They know where they are. Then they figure out, okay, what's the next handhold, the next foothold, the next ledge I can get up to? And they meet people like you. And they invest their time with people like Nobody Studios. And they get to that next version of themselves and the next version of themselves and the next version of themselves. Then they tell other people who are where they were to reach that hand back down and say, Hey, look, it's a lot better, brighter, and more secure up here And their brains. They acclimate along the way and they get to that next best version, the next best version, the next best version of themselves. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you are not going to get very far up the mountain. You're just not. Mm -hmm. I, I spent, I, I jokingly said the other day, I said, I spent years being self-deprecating and keeping myself at a certain level. And I said, wait a second, scratch that. It was a couple of decades. It wasn't just years. And that held me back. I held me back so much for so long to the point where I was on the, I was in the radio industry for 10 years. And I'd wanted to be since I was 10 years old and saw a TV show called WKRP in Cincinnati. That little seed planted in my brain that I wanted to be on the radio. Well, Things happened throughout my teenage years that I lost my confidence. And uh, I got embarrassed in the seventh grade spelling bee because the teacher, who was a 60-year-old Catholic nun with a wicked high New England accent, pronounced the word. I spelled it the way she pronounced it. I misspelled it. I got laughed at, and I stopped raising my hand in class because I equated that with pain. I equated using my voice with pain, and that was hardwired into my brain for many, many years. I was on the radio for 10 years. I didn't start talking on the radio until the last two years of that. And that's powerful. And, yeah. and I feel like we all have those moments. We've all had those moments where it's like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I'm so dumb. Or why would I let myself go through that? Yeah. But we all have those false narratives, right? Yeah. And we all have things to work through. And I think one of the most important things that I've done for myself is I've, I've had two of my very close childhood friends uh, start a mastermind group. We started January 1st of 2020, way before COVID came. And I was like, you know what? I need two people in my life to truly tell me how it is. I need to help them help them realize that they have limitations and false beliefs, but I need to selfishly understand my self-beliefs and my false notions and my false narratives that I'm telling myself. And I have seen so much growth as a result of that. And I've seen so much growth with them as a result of that too. And it's been an amazing journey having somebody keep you honest and call you out. And we're all so scared to have that. We're scared of the truth, but I think we all know the truth. We just don't want to hear it. 
Mm-hmm. We don't want to confront it. And the beautiful part of that too is I'm a firm believer that true leaders create future leaders. And so to your point, Steve, about going through the motions and, and finding what you're better at and being a better person and a better version of yourself, you will bring more people with you. You'll bring followers. But the goal with those followers is to turn them into true leaders as well too, to take their own narrative, their own steps, and to get people to follow them as well, to have people ask them questions, to have people join their forces and they become mentors. And it's just a self-perpetuating cycle. And when people have purpose, they have a true mission. They have a true sensation of fulfillment. And I think a lot of us are stuck searching for things to fill that gap that truly won't, whether it's money or finding the significant other we're looking for, hitting that goal at work or whatever it is that you're telling yourself, it's falling in love with the process. And Mm. it's the total journey that is truly going to be rewarding. I, the, the biggest fear that I have in my life is being on my deathbed and looking back and having a life full of regrets. Uh, and, and one thing that I know is for certain is I will always push myself as hard and as far as I can. And even if I feel like I'm not capable of doing something, I will commit to it and I'll figure out how to do it along the way, build the plane as they fly it. Right. And, and that's a powerful way to go about it. It's scary. And, and you don't know what the future is going to look like, but I've spent the last 10 years living my life like that. And I can confidently say that, uh, it's been an epic journey that I wouldn't trade anything for the world with. Yeah. And over the past 17 years of speaking and coaching and writing and all the other things that I do, uh, I've one phrase has always kept me going and rocking and rolling, looking for the next opportunity to stretch myself, come out of the shadows for something maybe to try that I've never done before is look, that which doesn't kill me gives me a great story to share on stage. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> it is. And I've, and I've jumped out of three perfectly good airplanes. I've, I took a jump off the 108th floor of the Stratosphere Hotel out in Las Vegas. Uh, and people say, well, Steve, I'm not a thrill seeker. I go, well, hold on. You don't have to be. I also said sight unseen to a woman I've been communicating with via text, phone, and email for four weeks, 21 years since the last time I laid eyes on her after she reached out to me in an email 10 days after I wrote down in my journal, I'm ready to fall in love. You talk about all the different energies of the world and being authentic and vulnerable without even a picture of her. We both said, yeah, I had a crush on you in high school too. Hey, I did too. We never did a thing about it. We just celebrated our 14th anniversary. It's amazing. Because I had seen and wired myself for the ultimate version of me to bring to a relationship. And I worked on myself, I mean, really dedicatedly for three years after my divorce, after my first marriage ended, to put myself in the right place and wire myself to be the best version I could be. And then opportunity showed up. I love that story too, because I feel like in times of adversity, those are the best times to lay fertile soil for new beginnings. And you've planted so many seeds in that soil and you didn't dig up the soil and make sure the seed was still there. You didn't go in and pull the plant up and see if it's still okay. And then put it back in the ground. We don't do that with plants. So why do we do that with ourselves? It's beyond understandable to want to do that. We, we want to look and make sure we're on the right track, but what is the right track? What is the true path forward? Nobody really knows. You kind of have to create your own path. And that's fun because you get to kind of have a narrative in that story and dictate where you want to go. And don't get me wrong. There have been 
turns I've taken in my life. Where I'm like, oh, I don't really like that version of Eric too much. Or, oh, man, that, that, that guy, I don't recognize that guy anymore. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that there will be people who remember you that way. And, you know, you in some way, shape or form may still be a villain in someone else's story, whether or not that story is true or false. You have to understand that not everybody's going to be on that journey with you. And that's a tough pill to swallow because you may lose friends, family members, you may lose colleagues along the way. But if you are growing and you are slowly getting more and more and more to be the person that you want to be, they were a part of your story for a reason. And you have to respect that and you have to appreciate that. Not everybody's going to be behind you. And sometimes it does get a little lonely, but as long as you're continuously becoming a better version of you, that is what is going to truly make you happy because no one else will look out for you as much as you will. Yeah. And so, you know, all this, you know, the most intimate versions of this at the neuroscience level and the brain level. Whereas someone like me, I talk about law of attraction. I understand what's going on behind the scenes at all times. I don't break it down to that level. I'm on the surface, watering the soil, prepping for the seed level. And you have an understanding of what's actually going on in the soil. And it's like, I tell people, I said, look, I don't know how to build an engine for a car. I just know that when I turn the key, it's going to go on because I trust the process. I trust everything behind it is already working to its maximum potential. So if I just put all the situations and put myself in the perfect place, knowing where I want to go, just understand that everything behind the scenes is working. Stop worrying about that. Put the best version of yourself out there every day. Train your brain to do the right things and be the best version of yourself. And if you feel like you're going down a wrong path, hey, back up and get back on track. Just make a turn, make a pivot. Or as I, people overuse the word pivot a lot. So I said, bounce your life off the wall a different way and, <laughs> and just go somewhere else. I mean, at age 53, at the time of this broadcast, this is the happiest, most content, excited, hopeful amazing version of myself that I've ever enjoyed so far. And that's powerful for those of you who are in your twenties, thirties, even forties, there's still a better version of you out there. And the beautiful part of the brain is that it's always changing and that's for better. And that's for worse, right? People can develop characteristics and habits that are very tough to break or that they've started when they were young and they thought it was going to be a phase. And all of a sudden now they realize that this is something they do every single day. But the best part about that is you can always change. You always have a seat at the table with trying to figure out a better version of you. And you can do this until the day you die. There's a reason why, you know, when you retire, you get into your 80s and 90s, you want to take up crocheting or you want to start playing pickleball. Your brain allows you to do that. It's plastic and it's malleable and it can change and grow and adapt whatever environmental stressor or stimuli you place into it. This is why rehab works. This is why physical rehab works. This is why your body and brain can, can change and adapt and grow to sickness and disease and recover from surgery. And there's so much to be said about that. I think we, we limit our capacity just based off of our thoughts and, and our understanding of where we are at uh, in this moment. And for those of you who are struggling, I want you to know that there are options. There are ways for you to change and improve where you're going in your life, no matter what's handed to you. There is no true rock bottom except death. There's any, any possibility to get out of that is, is a potential for you to improve your capacity. And so I want to challenge people at this point to know that you may not be the best version of yourself right now. So what is that going to take? Is that going to take you having a hard conversation? Is that going to you apologizing to the person that you hurt 5, 10, 15 years ago because you still carry that guilt? If that's it, then do it and move on and realize that there are better days out there for you. And if you have any issues or questions or limiting factors in that, 
we've got a great resource right here. There's a reason Steve's doing this podcast. He's been, he's been through those phases in his life. And more importantly too, he cares enough about you to build a platform like this, to be able to connect with you. So don't be scared to ask for help because I know that was something that I was scared to do early in my career. And ever since I started asking for help, my life has completely changed, has been so much more fulfilling and so much more exciting. And I'll never go back to thinking that I know everything because I know that I don't. And I never will. That, don't, that won't stop me from pursuing that and trying to know as much as I can, but I know I don't know everything and that's okay. And that's why I have amazing people around me who can help uh, guide my thoughts and, and, and keep me honest on that front. And one of the greatest lessons I've received from the people that I choose to be around, the communities that I've invested in and, and spend my time with and focus on is something I've been doing now for about nine and a half years. And that is the daily gift of gratitude. So you knowing the inner workings of this, being aware of even one thing per day that you're grateful for that happened to you, that happened through you, that happened because of you. How important is that to brain development and getting you to focus on the really good stuff? What's going on behind gratitude? Well, you can't be grateful and also be stressed or anxious. The brain doesn't work that way. So when you're expressing gratitude and you're thinking about your appreciation and how grateful you are to have your warm bed in the morning with your significant other or your dog coming in and licking your face. I mean, whatever simple thing it is, you light up your frontal lobe like a Christmas tree. And this frontal lobe is the CEO of the brain, this prefrontal cortex that people always talk about. It's, it's where you live cognitively. It's where you have your thoughts and beliefs and values. And when you light that area up, that's the master controller. That's this beautiful area of the brain that allows you to have beliefs and thoughts and values and, and be motivated and go after things that maybe you were scared of. You immediately inhibit and you shut down this fear or this fight or flight response. Gratitude is one of the most efficient ways for you to set yourself up for success because you start changing your brain and how your brain perceives your world. And this is a great example. How many of you have ever gone out looking for a brand new car? Let's say it's a Volkswagen Jetta. And you're like, oh, nobody has this car. I'm going to start looking at it. You start doing some research and all of a sudden you start driving around and you're like, dang, there's a lot of people who drive Volkswagen Jettas. I thought my blue Jetta was going to be the only Jetta on the road. And now I see it all over the place. Well, what happened? Your brain now became more aware of some environmental stimuli and whether that's anger, fear, or if it's excitement, happiness, appreciation, your brain is now scanning your environment to search for more and more and more of it. And the more your brain searches for it, the more it's going to find of it. It's a self-perpetuating positive feedback cycle. So starting your day off with gratitude sets you up for success because you're going to find more things in your life that are going to make you more grateful. And it's going to make you more happy. You're going to find more success. You're neurologically priming your brain's networks to search for things that give you this confirmation bias about what you're trying to change your beliefs on. And that's beautiful. And yeah, maybe you don't want that Volkswagen Jetta and that's okay. But that doesn't mean that you should stop looking for things that are going to help give you that fulfillment in life. And that is a great way to live and a great way to get you out of whatever situation you're in to change your trajectory to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. And I encourage my clients when they're new to gratitude and they, I'll, I'll ask them during one of our calls, okay, what were you grateful for yesterday? Well, my house, my job, my spouse. Great. What were you grateful for today? my house, my job, my spouse. No, no, no. You can't repeat. It's got to be three, three different things. Like what? And, and I drill it down to my three favorite moments from the previous day. And I tell people, look, the weirder, the better. And in my journal, I write down the date. I write the words, good stuff. And then one, two, three. And in less than a line each, I write my three favorite moments from the previous day. And I make it as colorful and descriptive as I can in less than one line each. Because some people say, oh, Steve, I don't have time for gratitude. I videotaped 
one time myself, my entire process took 38 seconds per day. I think we all have 38 seconds to spare. I think we do. Yeah. And I, 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 and I jokingly say the weirder, the better, but here's the cool part in the middle of a podcast interview where I was the guest and I happened to have one of my older gratitude journals here in the recording studio. Somebody said, Oh, Steve, come on. You know, how, how long can you really anchor those things? I opened up to a page in the book from about seven years ago and I started laughing and I, and the description was drove Nelly home dodged the cops well nelly was my dad's old plow truck we took it to get it repaired it wasn't exactly registered or legal or licensed or anything and we snuck it back at night i was driving it my dad was behind me well there was a cop in front of me who had the right of way who would have wound up behind me and i said go ahead sir and he goes thanks buddy and he kept going 100 percent, he would have pulled me over and nailed me for a ticket well i just described it the next morning Drove Nelly home, dodged the cops. And in the middle Beautiful. of this interview, I busted out laughing and I just felt amazing. Think about the flow of the endorphins that came, the memories, the 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 emotions that brought you back to that moment as well. And what a great way for you to remember where you came from and what happens. And I see this with patients and I see this with clients as well. We all forget where we started and where we came from to a point. We forget how much pain we're in. We forget how much suffering we're in. We forget about oh, that relationship really wasn't that good. We kind of romanticize the great moments and we forget about the really bad ones. But sometimes those are the ones that really stick really hard with us. And we kind of lose that. We can become numb to it. And so gratitude is, is this amazing, very simple thing. And as Jim Rohn says, what's simple to do is also simple not to do. Um, it's simple to go exercise. It's also simple to stay at home and watch TV. It's simple to make a salad or eat really well, but it's also simple to go out and just order food every night and say, oh, I don't have time for that. It's simple to you know, sleep in and, and, and not feel like you need to get up anymore. It's also really simple to get up start your day off right and, and feel the effects of how impactful it was that you were productive way before anybody else was even hitting their alarm clock, simple decisions. And, and, and coming back full circle here, these small decisions that we make add up to really big outcomes and big results. And so if you can own those small minute by minute, living in the moment, incremental decisions that you're making, you can have a significant impact on the trajectory of your life. You just need to do it. And taking massive action is one of the most efficient ways for you to do that. There are no shortcuts with any of that. You have to dig deep. You have to work on yourself. And if you want to become a better version of yourself, nobody's stopping you, but you. Oh, love that. I, I know this is, this, this has already made my entire day because I'm already, this is the second incredible conversation I've had with somebody in a similar area so far today. So I'm going to take this the rest of the day probably even into tomorrow as well. So for somebody who is listening right now saying, I want to be that best version of me. And I understand where I am right now, where I want to go, especially if maybe they have that idea for their own business, being an entrepreneur, having a side hustle, developing something that is a pure, beautiful, strong extension of themselves. How can they learn about more about you, Eric, and also about Nobody Studios and how they can progress from where they are now to that next ledge, that next step, that next best version of themselves. Yeah, we're in a unique situation right now. Um, with the Venture Studio, we are about to start a public crowdfunding project where individuals can invest money, time, and resources into the studio. So a classic venture capital company requires millions of dollars in the bank, a big Rolodex to even say, hey, we'll maybe even consider you. Mm -hmm. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to change the narrative of how people can be involved in companies, companies that we develop, but more importantly too, we want people to come to us with brilliant ideas. We want to take your ideas. We want to help you create your business. We want to help you get it off the ground. 
We have all the resources. We have the experience of scaling and growing startups and having them acquired and taking them public. And the best part about that is we can take dreams and turn them into reality. And that's why I love being a nobody at Nobody Studios is that it's not about us. It's about everybody. We're all nobodies in this whole grand vision of trying to help people accomplish their goals and dreams. And so if you're looking to be one of those people, find us at nobodystudios.com. We're all over LinkedIn and Instagram and all over our website. Like I said, we're starting a crowdfunding um, campaign uh, at the end of August, the beginning of September that will be monumental and people can invest money. They can invest $5, they can invest $500, whatever they want to be a part of the studio. We're looking for people who are passionate, who will not only share the message, but they'll share our values and our beliefs to get the word out about some amazing companies that we're creating and bringing in amazing people and founders of companies who are looking to change the way that they can create their own businesses as well too. Love it. Absolutely exciting. I guarantee you, and we've already said this off the air, this will not be our last conversation, by the way. Well, I hope it isn't because this will be one of many. <laughs> we've got a lot, a lot of things to unpack. And I like yes, that. We do. I'm grateful for our conversation and for our, for our relationship, Steve. It's been, it's been really enjoyable. 100% all, I mean, heading up the mountain, going both ways and just, you know, it's when you surround yourself with the best people, man, the walk becomes effortless and you don't realize how far you've come until you look over your shoulder and go, oh my gosh, look where I was. Look where I am now. Look what I've learned along the way. And it's just an incredible thing because people like you and people like me, we always turn back around and reach our hand back down the mountain to reach those people who wish to make the journey, but maybe don't know the best path up there or maybe don't believe in themselves just enough yet. We help them get it into the brain that they are worthy, that they can do it, and that working together, they will. Well, it's so much more enjoyable with doing with other people too. People will help raise you up. They'll help bring you up in moments where you need help. And it's so much more fulfilling to have others around you where they're accomplishing their goals as well too. And in, in, in the same capacity that you are as well, we're social creatures for a reason. And we really, really need that interaction. And so I challenge those out there who think that they are loners. You're not, we just need to help you figure out your crowd and your people. And, and this is a great step in the right direction to do that. So uh, I can't thank you enough for having me on today, Steve. I appreciate it. Dr. Eric Reese, today's guest on the Motivational Firewood Radio Show. We will be having more conversations in the future. And I appreciate everybody listening to this show. And we'll catch you all again very soon. Thank you for listening. For more information on how you can create a more vivid, focused future with the Vision Board Mastery Program, or to invite Steve to be part of your next event, please visit motivationalfirewood.com.